today, people? Welcome to a brand new episode of your favorite sports report, The Rich Sports Report, with your favorite host, Cozy Rich. We back here today to give you a, a great episode. It's after Super Bowl Sunday, so you know we have to break down the game, talk about what happened, as well as everything else that's going on in the sports world. Don't want to waste your time, so let's jump right into it, people. So, as we all know, Super Bowl Sunday is called Super Bowl Sunday for a reason. Everyone is watching the NFL. Everyone is watching the Super Bowl. And this past Sunday was exactly the same. We had the the Los Angeles Rams versus the Cincinnati Bengals in L.A. for the Super Bowl. The Rams were favored to win, and that's exactly what they did. They ended up pulling out the game 23-20. to They ended up scoring a last-minute touchdown with about 58 seconds left. Matthew Stafford, the Cooper Cup on the one-yard line after Eli Apple, a cornerback on the Bengals, got hit with a pass interference at the one-yard line. Now, the reason why I think this was a very good game was because it was competitive all throughout. The Rams looked like they were going to essentially steamroll the Bengals. They weren't able to stop them on offense. The, The Bengals weren't. They weren't able to contain OBJ. And besides the run game, they really weren't doing anything to the Rams offense. But once Odell Beckham went out the game with what is suspected to be in a torn ACL, which is going to be his second within that left knee, the game got kind of close. <clears throat> Why? It's because the Rams don't have that many receivers. They had Cooper Cup, they had Van Jefferson, and they have Scrononic, who's dropped so many passes throughout the playoffs. So once OBJ went out after catching two passes for 81 yards, it was uh, it was basically a one-man show for, for the Rams. But they ended up pulling it out. As I said, they ended up winning the game 23-20. to Cooper Cup ended up being named the Super Bowl MVP. He had eight touch or eight receptions for one touchdown and 92 yards. Matthew Stafford was actually the unsung hero. I think he should have won MVP, Super Bowl MVP, especially because of what he did on the final drive. He led the Rams on their longest drive of the game all the way from the 25 down to the goal line to score a touchdown with the minute left this man was throwing no look passes he was getting hit under pressure he was avoiding pressure he was making smart plays and he did what he had to do to win the game and this is coming from a man who played in detroit for the last 10 years and hadn't reached the playoffs once and his first full year playing in the or being with the rams he wins the title I'm proud of that man he deserves it I also want to talk about Aaron Donald, the man who wouldn't, who made the game-tying sack pressure on Joe Burrow. Uh, Aaron Donald did what he had to do. He he got his first ring, the two-time Defensive Player of the Year, three-time All-Pro. This man is could be go down as as one of the greatest defenders of all time. It's looking like he may retire after this. There have been rumblings that he's looking to retire or may, may talk about retiring. He's essentially accomplished everything he can in his short NFL career after coming out of pit. Uh, he, like I said, he's won Defensive Player of the Year multiple times. He's an All-Pro. He's won the Pro Bowl. He's won a ring. Um, he, he hasn't been MVP yet, but that's that's a formality. He's been Defensive MVP, not the entire, uh, not the MVP for the entire league, but. I think I think Aaron Donald's going to return and try to run it back. I think this Rams team is going to re-sign everyone and run it back. They're stacked. They got chemistry. They got camaraderie. And uh, I would personally like to see them run it back and go for a two-peat. And also, I want to talk about OBJ. As I said, he went out of the game in the first quarter with uh, any injury. Came back, didn't play the rest of the game. It's looking like it's, his tor- it's a torn ACL, his second 
torn ACL in his left knee. He's turning 30. He's about to be a free agent. He's coming off a Super Bowl. Odell, yes, he is probably one of the most famous football players in the world right now. Probably, if not the famous, outside of Tom Brady. Uh, But with everything I just listed right there and him going into free agency, I'm scared for Odell because I don't think he's going to get his money. I think he's going to have to be on a one-year prove-it deal where he has to show the league that his knee is healthy, that he still has that explosiveness, he still has that burst, he still has the acceleration and speed and can catch to get that contract he's looking for. And I hope L.A. re-signs him to a one-year contract just so he can prove it and just so they can run it back. Because OBJ did what he had to do, and we all know if he played in the Super Bowl the entire game, the game wouldn't have been close. But let's talk about the Bengals just once here. We got to talk about Joe Burr. Joe Burr. The quarterback out of LSU, the man from Ohio, did what he had to do. He led the Cincinnati Bengals to the Super Bowl in his second full season, or first full season as an NFL quarterback, second season after the injury. And he he fell short. He fell short. It it really wasn't his fault. He did what he had to do. Jamar Chase, they they were doing his thing. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Taj Boyd, they were all doing their thing as receivers. Joe Burrow was doing his thing as a quarterback. I think where the the Bengals kind of fell apart here was their offensive line. Unfortunately, Joe Burrow was getting pressured all game long, and that was evident up until the very last play of the game when Aaron Donald was able to break through his offensive line on fourth down and basically sack this man so he couldn't get a pass off to win the game. Now, I think the Bengals should invest in their offensive line because Joe Burrow has already torn his ACL his rookie year. He fucked up his knee on the last in the last possession and refused to come out as well as the fact that he's your superstar quarterback you see what he is able to do with a bad offensive line give him a good offensive line with the weapons he has and let him take you to the promised man cincinnati invest in that online line and i promise you joe burrow will lead you to the promised land but that's enough about the super bowl I'm glad that it's over. I am sad that we have to wait six months for another NFL season, but that's that's the beauty in it. We get to see the offseason. We get to see how these teams improve. I'll keep you updated on any important information that's going on throughout the weeks, people, but let's jump right back into the NBA. There's really one thing I want to talk to you guys about that's happened over the last week, and this is what we've been talking about for the last, like, four or five months, I think, and that is the 76ers have finally traded Ben Simmons. For all of you that may not know, Ben Simmons was traded to the Brooklyn Nets on Thursday for James Harden. Now, those weren't the only players. Let me give you the full details. The Nets traded James Harden and Paul Millsap to the Philadelphia 76ers for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two first-round picks, future first-round picks. Now, I don't think that's a crazy lot for for James Harden I think it was actually a very even trade but I actually think the Nets won the trade and let me tell you why James Harden is 31 turning 32 he has lost his explosion he's fat he does not work out he does not do cardio he does not eat healthy look at his body this man hangs with Lil Baby in full PF all throughout the offseason. This man is going to fashion shows and strip clubs and chilling in Atlanta, Georgia all throughout the offseason. He plays his way into shape every single year. He did that last year. He did that this year. Did I also mention he's 32? So, 
You investing in a 32-year-old man who you have to resign after this year, mind you, to a max contract, which is probably going to be the most expensive contract in NBA history, $60 million in his last year, which is going to be his age 38 year. Think about that. You're going to be giving $60 million to this man. He doesn't play defense. He doesn't play off the ball. He is a hun. And every other superstar he has ever played with, he has ran them out of town within two years. So that is why I'm scared for the James Harden and Joel Embiid tandem in Philadelphia. I hope Doc Rivers is able to fi- figure it out and make this work because I would love for Joel Embiid to, to win a chip, especially with the seasons he's having. But I just think the Ben Simmons on the, on the Nets just works so much better as it pertains to then it pertains to the 76ers. With Ben Simmons' situation, it actually works out perfectly. Ben Simmons is 6'10". He's a point guard. He doesn't want to score. He wants to pass and defend. Meanwhile, you got Kyrie. He's 6'2". He is a shooting guard, and all he wants to do is score the ball. And then you got Kevin Durant, who can do whatever the fuck he wants, when he wants, wherever he wants. So, Ben Simmons' issue last year in the playoffs was shooting the ball. Now you put him on a team with two scorers, two of the best scorers of all time, who don't want to pass the ball up in the fourth quarter. So basically, you're telling me all Ben Simmons has to do is just rebound, pass, and defend. And he is all world in all three of those aspects. So you're adding that to a team with the with another 6'10", top five all-time player, a 6'2", all-time scorer, the best man with the handles ever. And then this man can also guard Giannis. He can guard Harden. He would have been the one guarding KD if he played versus the Nets. He will guard the team's best defender. So I think the Nets, they got better because of this trade. They got more unselfish. They got deeper as well because they added Seth Curry and Andre Drummond. They finally have a rim protector and a a man who can average 20 rebounds in the sleep. So I think the Nets won this trade. I think Philly doesn't know what they're getting themselves into. I hope Harden does fulfill their needs for the for the next two years but i think over the over the lifespan of this contract and over the lifespan of their relationship harden and the sixers that they're going to despise the fact that they made this trade if they don't win a chip now if they win the chip it is what it is they'll deal with whatever happens in the next five years because it would have been worth it but that is neither here nor there we will see what happens but like I said, that's really all that's happened in the NBA. That was probably the most important trade that's happened that happened on trade deadline. For our Celtics fans, we got Derek White. We traded Josh Richardson and Romeo Langford for him and a first-round pick. And it's it's looking well. We still have won eight straight games. Um, but yeah, that's really all I got for you guys today. If you have if you like if you like the sports report, please leave a like. Please subscribe. Also, please comment. Uh, all that definitely helps out the channel, helps out the algorithm. It helps me know what I need to improve on as well. But with that being said, I hope you guys have a great day, night, evening, whenever you're watching this. But I'll see y'all next week. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode of the Rich, uh, Rich Sports Report. And it's all love over here. Peace.